property damage appraisals. Now I've talked about this before, but this time I wanna go more in depth and give you guys a little bit more details about the process, how to actually conduct a successful appraisal and the role of a public adjuster in an appraisal. So let's get right to it right now in three, two, one. What's up, advocates? Welcome back to another episode of The Commercial Claims Show. I'm your host, Vince Perry, The Commercial Claims Advocate, and I'm here to educate you as much as possible. Make sure you subscribe below so you can get all of our content that we have on a weekly basis. Every single Wednesday, we have a new video where I'm gonna educate you on something new. And then also every Friday, we've got like a best of. Every Monday, we have our podcast where I bring a special guest. But besides that, let's get right to it. Additional living expenses is one of the most difficult parts of an insurance claim. And the reason is, is it's very high pressure. And as a public adjuster or contractor, you're already dealing with the negotiating of the build back process. You don't want to have to deal with ALE as well. Black Diamond Housing Services does all of that. They don't even charge the client. They bill it directly to the insurance company. It's all covered under the ALE coverage. So you need to call Black Diamond if you have a house that has been severely lost, whether it's like severe mold, severe water, fire, anything like that, where they need a place to stay, Call Black Diamond Housing Services and they'll be able to take care of your client from beginning to end. If you're struggling and waiting forever and a day to get paid on your claims because you have to wait for the mortgage company, you have to wait for the client, you have to wait for all of these things, Inc. Payments by Inc. solves that for you. By simply uploading it onto their system, everything gets processed and you get directly deposited your fee into your bank account. Choose Inc. Pay and make sure that you use the promo code VINCE so that you can get $299 off the initial registration fee. So go ahead and check it out, Inc. Payments. We've been using it for a long time. I wanna talk about appraisals, okay? Now I have some videos already. If you look up here, you can click here. We've got some videos already about appraisal, but in this video, I wanted to get a little bit more in depth about it because frankly, uh, appraisals have been very good for me. You know, Now I'm from Florida and the majority of my claims have always been in Florida, but appraisals have always been very successful for me. Even from when I first started, uh, I was able to go out there. I was thrown out there with the wolves and I would attend these appraisals and it's very relationship based in Florida. Now it may be different in different places and I have done appraisals in Texas as well, but I do feel like if you are open and honest, give a good estimate, provide a good estimate, and go back and forth and have open communication with the opening with the opposing appraisal, it was up oh, sorry, with the opposing appraiser, it can go a long way. And the fact of the matter is, again, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that would agree with me. You could be very successful in the appraisal process. It could, it could cost you more, of course, but ultimately you're going to end up getting a lot more. So let's get right into it. So um, what are appraisals, right? So there's something called the Alternative Dispute Resolution. That's ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. All appraisal is, is an Alternative Dispute Resolution option. Okay, you've got mediation, you've got arbitration, and you've got appraisal. Those are the three main ADRs that you have in an insurance pro, uh, uh, in an insurance policy. Those three are it. Now, what are some of the benefits and what are some of the negatives? Again, I've gone through this in videos, but let's get right to it real quick. Uh, obviously, when it comes to a mediation and appraisal, uh, an appraisal, you're gonna come to a solution. You're gonna come to a resolution no matter what. At the end of it, if you need to get an umpire, which is a third party, uh, you will come to an agreement and your claim will be resolved. If you go to mediation, there's a chance that you go to the mediation and there's no resolution. As a matter of fact, it probably happens more often than not is you go to the mediation and there's absolutely no resolution. The downside to appraisal is you are going to come to a resolution whether you like the result or not. So it is binding once the appraisal is complete. If you do not agree with the appraiser and you get to the umpire and you still don't agree with the umpire, that means the other appraiser probably agrees with the umpire 
And once you have two signatures on an award, it is done. You are done. You cannot get anything else. And more often than not, you can't even go to litigation. In mediation, you could not come to an agreement and then you could go to appraisal after that if they agree to it. Or you can file a lawsuit after that. Or you can do arbitration or whatever it is. So that's the good part about mediation and that's the bad part about appraisal. But again, more often than not, the results are pretty good when you go to the appraisal process. So what is the role of the appraiser? Let's talk about role of the appraiser. Okay, but real quick though, so defining the property damage appraisals, uh, basically if you will disagree with the amount that the insurance company has paid, you could basically file an appraisal and you could try to come to an agreement. That's basically it. If there's a disagreement and you just don't agree with the amount that was paid. Let's talk about the role of the appraiser, okay? The role of the appraiser, there are two. Okay, there is the insured's appraiser and then there is the insurance company's appraiser. Now, they are supposed to be considered independent, but obviously the insured appraiser is representing the insured and has their best interests. And the insurance company appraiser is representing the insurance company and has their uh, best interests. Uh, the qualifications to be an appraiser, they are starting to put in some qualifications, but the fact of the matter is, is you just need to be knowledgeable about construction and about the insurance claims process. Uh, but technically you don't need, at least in Florida, you don't need any kind of qualification to be an appraiser. What does that mean? I can get my brother to go out who's got no experience in insurance claims to be my appraiser. But would I want my brother with no experience in construction or, or insurance claims to be my appraiser? Obviously not. I want somebody with experience. But that's not to say that I've actually had a contractor uh, be my appraiser. I've had I've had a general contractor represent my claim as an appraiser. So uh, you in, at least in Florida, you don't need any kind any kind of qualifications to be an appraiser. But if you're an insured watching this, you're a homeowner and you're about to go to the appraisal process or you're trying to file any kind of dispute, make sure you get somebody experienced. Uh, to be your appraiser so that they understand the whole process and they can get you everything that you need. Um, so if I would say any kind of qualifications and skills, just make sure that they have some, uh, they have either an adjuster's license, contractor's license, or some kind of skills in this area. The appraisal process itself. So I'll walk you through the appraisal process real quick. The appraisal process is basically you, one side or the other submits an appraisal demand or an appraisal request. The reason why I say that there is a difference is because some policies say that once the appraisal is requested, the uh, opposing side has to agree to it. Some policies say that once the appraisal is requested, the uh, opposing side does not have to agree with it. So some policies are different. We used to call it an appraisal demand because we would demand it and they would have to say yes, but now we call it more of an appraisal request because we have to hope uh, if we're requesting it that they accept it. So that's the first thing. One side or the other requests the appraisal. Uh, after that appraisal is accepted, then the appraisers will normally meet in an email and they'll say, I'm the appraiser here, you're the appraiser there. Uh, let's figure out and let's agree on an umpire before we schedule the inspection. I would strongly recommend that if you are going to schedule an appointment with the appraiser to make sure that you agree on an umpire first. I have noticed here lately with a lot of these Hurricane Ian claims in particular, appraisers are not agreeing on umpires before the inspection. So make sure you do that. Why? You have to try to agree on something before you disagree on something later. It's better to agree on the umpire before you go out there to meet because if you don't and you go out there to meet and things get ugly, 
okay and you just happen to just not be you know vibing and you're not agreeing on anything and now you have to actually come to an agreement on an umpire one side or the other might be bitter and it might be a little bit difficult to actually agree on that umpire so i would suggest and i think these are some actual rules but you should okay whether it's a rule or a law or a statute or not you should agree on an umpire before uh, uh scheduling your appraisal your appraisal uh, just real quick on the umpires, just make sure you have a list. Whatever state that you're in, uh, go into a Facebook group. You can feel free to send me a message uh, or just post a comment on, on any kind of Facebook group with public adjusters in your state and ask if there's another public adjuster that can share their list with you. That's my best recommendation if you don't have a list yet. Uh, if you are from Florida, feel free to message me and I've got a list of, uh, of umpires that we like to use. Um, after that, you go and you do the appraisal. The appraisal is basically just like the initial inspection that you have with the insurance company. The only difference is it's a little bit more open. You can talk a little bit more about these about these things. Again, the biggest difference between appraisal and the insurance company inspection is the insurance adjuster or the field adjuster or the independent adjuster that goes out to the home normally puts their report together and has no say in what's going to actually happen. When you meet an appraiser, if you guys could agree on different things on site, the really that person. That that you're talking to both sides really are the ones who are going to have the final say they have to come to an agreement but that's what's going to resolve that claim so it's a little bit more different in making sure that you're open you're honest and you're having great positive conversation and having agreements on different things so that you could ultimately both come to an agreement uh, once you guys submit your estimates appraiser on the insurance company is going to submit an estimate the insured on the on the insurance um, on the uh, on the insured side the appraiser on the insured side I'm sorry is going to submit an estimate and they're going to work it out from there one thing I've noticed is that if you have if you are an insured watching this or you're a public adjuster try to have your estimate already put together because a lot of times the opposing appraiser will actually go based on your estimate and will just match a lot of the things and then take out some of the things that maybe they don't agree with or do agree with and they'll come to a resolution that way so and i always recommend this is i don't know i'm going to just say it but i would always recommend sharing your esx with the opposing appraiser uh so just to make their life easier i do i'm a firm believer the easier you make your opponent's life sometimes in these things the easier they make your life so um you go out there you do the inspection you guys each come to an estimate each come up with an estimate of the damages and how much it's going to cost and then you send each other these estimates by email and you go back and forth and you try to agree on an amount uh, it could be a lot of going back and forth. I've had uh, appraisals in Texas that it took a good three months of just going back and forth. A lot had to do with the opposing appraiser just being very difficult to get a hold of. But ultimately, we did come to an agreement. We did come to an arrangement. And uh, and I think everybody was happy as a result of that appraisal. But the same thing goes for the appraisals in Florida and pretty much the rest of the country as well. Is you're going to go back and forth. You're going to agree on things. You're going to disagree on things. But try to come to an agreement where the insured is happy. You're, if you're representing a public adjuster as well, that that person's happy, that everyone's good to go. And you're going back and forth. Now, if you guys cannot come to an agreement, Remember, you could go and you could use and you could exercise the umpire, okay? Now, what is the downside to getting an umpire? The umpire will cost more. Normally, anywhere between 1000 to $3,000, $4,000. I don't know. It ranges all kinds. But if you do decide to get the umpire, obviously, it's going to cost more money uh, because you're going to need that umpire. And you have the risk of really not, not it not going well because, you know, if they side completely, if you have a big difference and they side completely on the opposing appraiser side, well, then you're going to have to explain to your client why you weren't able to resolve it. But that's how you ultimately come up with the decision. 
the goal and the ultimate result of an appraisal is the appraisal award. It is a document that has the breakdown of all the payments and the coverages, and there's got three spaces for signatures. Insured appraisal, insurance or carrier appraisal, insured appraiser, carrier appraiser, umpire. An award is only binding if there are two signatures on this document. If you and the appraiser agree, it's both your signatures. If you and the appraiser don't agree, it's the umpire's signature when he comes with his decision and one of the other two, basically the winner of the appraisal. And that's pretty much it. Um, some common challenges in property damage appraisals is just, uh, I would say finding a good umpire list is a good is a, is a pretty hard challenge. Making sure that you've got good, honest umpires that, I mean, let me tell you, there's just some umpires. I've had one bad experience where the umpire, I mean, it was a very legitimate claim and the umpire just went completely in the insured side and we ended up getting really screwed on that one. But I think it is challenging to come up with a good, uh, with a good umpire list. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't find appraisals very challenging. I do think that they're very success successful. Another challenge I would say with appraisals, depending on your state, the policy language of the appraisal could be very bad for you. The Texas prop, uh, appraisal language is a little bit more complicated and very much more limited than they say the Florida appraisal policy language. We can go over that another time. But you really look at the policy language in your state about the appraisal process. And if it is actually, uh, if, if it's actually just not good, it doesn't benefit your, your, your claim then you know obviously the reinspection route maybe a litigation route maybe a mediation route or just going over it back and forth with the desk adjuster trying to come to a resolution is better one thing i will say is a common challenge with appraisal is if it's a denied claim it's going to be very difficult a lot of times in the appraisal process you have to have an agreement on scope uh once you have the agreement on scope, then you can go through to the appraisal. But if you don't have an agreement on scope and you're trying to actually change coverage, you're going to probably have, uh, you're not going to have much success in the appraisal process. The role of the public adjusters in appraisal, I think your best appraiser, if you're an insured, is going to be a public adjuster. Because what an appraiser is, is basically an adjuster who knows about claims and knows about construction. Uh, so I do think that the public adjuster is one of the best appraisers that you could have. A good, experienced, knowledgeable, licensed public adjuster is going to be one of the best appraisers you could have to represent your claim. That's in my opinion, just because I've been working appraiser for so long. I do think that a public adjuster will is a fantastic uh, uh, appraiser to have on your claim. Now, more often than not, your public adjuster cannot be your appraiser. It will have to be somebody else. If you're a public adjuster watching this, I would suggest you have some I have a list of uh, other public adjusters that you like to use as your appraiser. I do appraisals all the time for other public adjusting firms throughout the entire state of Florida and Texas. I'm asked all the time to do appraisals just because of my experience and it works out really, really well. Uh, it's a flat fee that normally should be charged or it could be a per hour rate really depending on the size of the claim. Uh, but that's, that's the best way to go just because we're experienced and just the way the whole thing goes. And frankly, I feel like my personality for me truly shines in an appraisal because I'm able to really get along with the other side and sort of try to get to a, a fair resolution where everybody's happy. Um, some tips for successful appraisals is honestly, number one is for me, I kill them with kindness. That's just my style. I do like to get along with the other side so that we could come to an agreement. So my, my, my tip for being, having, being a successful appraiser is when you go to the appraisal, be kind to the opposing side and try to come to a resolution. Some people disagree with me. They have an estimate. They want 100% of it. I'm not necessarily like that. I want to, even if I know my estimate is worth valued at 100%, you know, they may be coming at it from a different angle. Let's see where we could come to uh, an agreement on this. 
Um, again, have a good umpire list. That's so important. There's no better feeling when you know that the appraisal is going south really fast and you just, you look at your thing, you're like, oh, I have this person as the umpire. Okay, well, are we done here? Because let's just go to the umpire. That's sort of how that ends up going. So it's very important that you have a good umpire list and you choose a good umpire for your claim. That's probably the biggest tip that I can give. I'm sorry at 15 minutes here, but that's the biggest tip that I can give is having an amazing umpire list and having an amazing umpire for your claim that you know that if you do not come up with an agreement with the appraisal, with the appraiser, that you'll be able to get what you need or the insured will be able to get what they need in the umpire process. Some future trends in property damage appraisals. Uh, future trends in property damage appraisals is, I would say, definitely in Florida, is you can no longer represent your own appraisal. That has been like that for a while. I have been public adjuster and appraisal and appraiser on a lot of claims. You cannot do that anymore. Uh, I do see a lot more appraisals now. Uh, because there is no litigation, okay, here, especially in Florida, litigation and, and attorney fees and costs are a little bit hard to come by. We have seen a huge uptick in appraisals. Is that going to continue that way? I don't know. I do see a trend of arbitration coming, uh, which I'm not very knowledgeable on because I've never actually been to an arbitration. However, I do also see a trend in uh, up uptick in appraisals. And if that's the case, that's going to be great for the industry. And that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, just wanted to make sure that you had an idea of what appraisals were, the role of the appraisal of the appraiser, the role of the public adjuster. I want to give you that whole process, some common challenges that you might have in appraisals, and some tips so that you could be a successful, uh, you could have a successful appraisal. Uh, again, I do appraisals all over the country, and you could just, you could honestly go to EliteResolutions.com. You could find out more information about the way we do appraisals. You could reach out to me on Instagram, here, YouTube, and LinkedIn and Facebook, and uh, you could go to CommercialClaimsAdvocate.com or we could we could give you even more knowledge about the appraisal process everybody needs an attorney on their side so whether you're a public adjuster or contractor or anyone else in the insurance claims business make sure that you have an attorney that you could rely on that you can go to for questions whenever you need it that guy for me for the last 12 years has been david farber david farber is the owner of the farber law firm and he has been there for me from the beginning of my career until now and i would love for him to be able to help you as well so make sure you call him at this number here and visit his website so you can learn more about the amazing David Farber of the Farber Law Firm. I had been looking for an accountant for years and I was unable to find anybody that I liked, that I worked with and was able to do what I needed to be done to my taxes and to my accountant. Jeremy David at Noble Wealth has been a godsend to me, my family and my company. We have saved so much money in taxes I can't even begin to describe and he knows what he's doing. You need to call Jeremy at Noble Wealth and get yourself the right accountant because he's the man who's going to help you save on taxes because ultimately you don't want to be making money, especially if you're self-employed and having it all go to the the IRS. Call Jeremy, call Noble Wealth, and they will help you tremendously with the entire accounting process and your tax situation from A to Z. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that was good. Please comment below. Um, I feel like I ran through that really quick, even though it's a longer video. Uh, it was just a lot of information to go over, and uh, I hope you guys were able to get something out of it. And that's all I got. Guys, happy Wednesday. Have yourself an amazing week, and I can't wait to see you next week. Good luck out there.